What up? This is Caroline with the CWC podcast, where we believe that life without your favorite foods is not worth living. I'm going to be talking a lot about my journey to food freedom, and of course, I will always keep it real by sharing the good, the bad, and of course, the ugly. Welcome back to the CWC podcast. It's been forever since I filmed a show, an episode. Like, it was, I was on like set to be filming again, trying to do weekly episodes again. I think it was a month ago. It was right before Christmas break. And then we got COVID. And if you follow me on Instagram, like you saw all of it, you know, it just like knocked us and our whole family down for a while. And the kids were home and I can't, like, it's really difficult to film when they're here. And so anyway, it was just a whole thing. So it's been a really long time and I'm sorry. I know that you guys missed me. I missed you too. I've been really wanting to sit down and just talk about so many things that have transpired for me. Um, I feel like just in the past like three weeks. So, and it was honestly after I got better after having COVID, I just was like, Something has to fucking change right now. And it doesn't matter if it's the first of the year. It doesn't matter what time. Like, it's interesting. I um, If I sound like a little short of breath, it's because I still am from having COVID. That's the one thing that is still like driving me nuts is the shortness of breath. Um, and it like hits at random times. It is so weird. It's not... Um, it's not like all the time. It's like some days I'm fine. I don't even notice it. And then other days it's really, really bad. Um, so if that's, if that's why I sound like that, (laughs) sorry. Uh, basically what I'm trying to say is like back when, you know, I, um, started my transformation, I just like knew that something needed to change in my life. And I didn't, I didn't know how to go about doing it. So I hired a coach and I just went like balls to the wall and changed everything about my entire existence. I was drinking a bottle of wine, cracking the top at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, every single day, eating like complete and utter trash, feeling like shit because I was eating like crap no working out. I was just in a really dark place. And, you know, obviously down the road, I discovered that I had postpartum depression. I did not know that at the time because, you know, women and healthcare, like just don't seem to mix. Like no one informs us about these things, which is kind of crazy, but that's a whole other episode. Um, so I just didn't know. I literally remember being like, I feel really weird. I sat in my living room and told my best friend at the time, I was like, I feel so not right. Like something just doesn't feel right in like my head, my body. And I remember her sitting there being like, I don't know, man. Like, (laughs) and then obviously once I got into my transformation, my sister and I were talking and she was like, I think you had postpartum depression after having Bryn. I was like, that's exactly what I had. So, but, um, During this period of time, I was, you know, when you're drinking every day and eating like shit and you like, it really does just make you feel so crappy. Um, but you're in such a, I don't want to say a hole, but like you, it's really hard to climb out. Like you have to make some drastic decision, decision about getting out of that space, but you, and I didn't know how I had no idea what was going to make it better. Um, which is why I hired a coach and I just did what she told me to do, which was basically like restrict all sorts of things and eat super clean and live in the gym. So I was like in the gym every single day for two hours. And I was at a place that had kid care. So it really was nice. Once I got into the groove after like two weeks, I started looking forward to it because I could take the kids and drop them off. And that was like 
my time that I needed every single day. And, you know, yes, I was working out, but I was still like by myself with my headphones, just like getting that time to recharge. And something I've learned about myself over the past couple of years is I am a person who needs alone time every single day, every day. And some of you may not understand that. Some of you may not like, you may not genuinely like need that daily, but like my sister is the same way. I know people who are, who function in that way. I have to have like 20 minutes, an hour. And obviously I don't always get that. Like on break, I wasn't alone hardly at all. And that's why by the end of Christmas break, I was just like, I need to get out of this house. Like I just need people to stop talking to me for like, like I get very like sensory overload very, very easily. And, you know, um, so that was my time for me. And I did not even anticipate how much it was going to affect my mental health when I started that transformation, because obviously I went into it with like very vain <laughs> goals. I, I was like pulling pictures out of magazines and pictures off the internet about like, or women who just had like these perfect asses and perfect legs. And I was like that, this is what I want my legs to look like. That's what I want my butt to look like. And it's interesting. You don't, I look back and you don't realize what actually goes into achieving a certain physique until you like dive in and really like immerse yourself in like what it takes by like doing it and trying different things. So of course I wasn't trying things. I was hiring coaches who knew what they were doing and they guided me along the way, which is how I learned everything. So, but prior to that, like for instance, when I was, we'll say like I was out of college, Josh and I were living together and I had put on probably 30 or 40 pounds. It was the, the largest for me that I ever was. And like, none of my clothes were fitting. I had to go to, I remember going to express and like nothing at express fit me. Um, and just like in total denial, I like, I was like, Oh, I'm getting older. Maybe like the sizes change. I just, I really truly was in denial. And I got to a point where I was like, I need to lose this weight. This weight has to come off. So I just started like running. This was like middle of the summer. I would drive. We lived by like a track and I just went and ran in like a hundred degree heat, almost passing out. Just stopped eating. Like I just, I didn't eat anything. I was eating, I think tuna, cans of tuna on lettuce with lemon juice and like a tiny bit of salt like that I was eating that like that was my only meal all day long. <laughs> Wasn't even really I don't even think I was focusing on drinking water. Like I was just starving myself and running, but that that's what I did. That's what all my friends did. We did not know any different because we were not taught different because our parents didn't know either. And it living in that time really did like do a number on our psyche. I feel like we have so much mental programming to undo and to detach from before we can even like get started on anything. And that's part of the process that I do as a coach and the other coaches for me, that's what they do as well. Like we really, yes, here's the tools. Here's the meal plan. Here's the workouts here. You're doing great support, encouragement, no shame, all of that. But at the same time, we're trying to strip away that like, I only did this this week and I didn't, I ate like crap. I, I, I was so afraid what was going to happen because I broke down and had fried chicken and I had like three glasses of wine instead of one. Like I'm, I'm scared. I'm going to be up on the scale. Like those things are like just deeply embedded in our brains and the way we function. That's like all we think about because that's all we grew up doing. And when you do something over and over and over and over and over, it becomes a part of like who you are. You don't even 
it's like subconscious. You don't realize you're saying things. You don't realize you're thinking things about yourself until you stop and pay attention. And what's really fucking interesting about that, and I'm going to share a really quick story because, you know, I always sometimes, like there's moments where I'm like, I know what to do. I do this for a living. I teach this. I talk about it every single week in my check-ins with all my clients. I know, you know, I know better. I know But I still am guilty of like this old programming coming up without even me being able to recognize it. And the other day I met with a lady to, I was discussing peptides with her, um, which I'll probably do a whole episode about because it's like a whole other conversation. Um, But I'm currently on Cimarellin, which is a peptide. It's it's supposed to be really, really good for... um, like healing internally, building muscle, burning fat, skin, like collagen joints, all of that stuff. And I feel like, you know, Tana always says like, we are just like on the cusp of discovering like peptides are going to change everything. So, and they've been around for a while, but people are just now, I feel like starting to really understand different ones and utilize them to better their health. And it's obviously a much fucking better option than taking steroids like my dumb ass. So anyway, I'm taking Cimarellin. I have loved it so far. Um, it's amazing. And, but I was talking to this lady who Tana had recommended she's, she's in town. So I met with her and it was so interesting. She was like, tell me about your business. Like, you know, tell me about how you got started in it. And I introed myself the way that I always intro myself when I'm telling my journey or my story, or anything about my business, I say, well, back in 2016, you know, I was just at my peak with my body. I, you know, had abs, and I was like, all these muscles, and my body just looked so great. And then, you know, I had breast implant illness and got sick, and I've been sick for five years. Like, that was my narrative that I have been saying to God knows how many people for so long. And it didn't hit me until I got in my car to leave. And I was like, why am I telling that story like that? Why am I saying I was at my peak five years ago or six years ago? That's all I've been telling myself, not even fucking knowing. I was at my peak and now I'm not. I was at my peak five years ago and like... You know, I don't desire to get back there because I don't want to live like that. But that was my peak. That was not my fucking peak. It it actually was not. I did my body look different. Yes, my body looked different. I was also so desperate to keep that physique that it led me to doing anabolic steroids. What did the actual fuck? Like nothing was good enough. I remember being like, I just want to be so big. Like I told Josh this a hundred times. I want to be so big and so muscular. I want to be like, like what, what was I doing? Who was I trying to impress? What was I trying to prove? Why did I care? Genuinely, like I look back and I'm just like, what the hell was I, was wrong with me? Not in a bad way, but kind of, because I, it led me down a very not wonderful path. And I just remember like constantly chasing this perfect physique. And once I achieved my perfect physique, I guess you could say that was when I was competing And when I was water depleted and felt like I could, I still couldn't eat. I was so afraid to eat anything off of my meal plan or my regimen because I was so afraid what would happen immediately after as if something would immediately change. And I would like put on 20 pounds after one meal. But that's what I thought. Like that's how messed up your brain gets when you do these bikini competitions, bodybuilding shows, it really, it really does take a toll on your mental state because how can it not? You get your body 
to like I remember during it they um, my coach and everybody else who had already competed they were like oh wait till you get to like right before show day and you like go to pinch like your stomach or you pinch your arm like you know you pinch your arm and it's like you can pinch like a good like they were like oh it'll literally just be like paper thin like skin because you won't have any fat and you'll be water depleted so like you can just pick up your skin like and I remember like aspiring to get that (laughs) I was like oh that's I can't wait to get to that so you you get so laser focused on the end game and you get there and you get the body and then you compete and then you feel like shit because everybody's judging you with the competition. Maybe you don't do as well as you thought you were going to do like me. And then it just like deflates you. And afterward, I just was like, I can't lose this. Under no circumstances can I lose this. I put in too much work. I had already put in too much work and now I've really put in the fucking work. I've, I prepped for 12 weeks. I walked up on that stage. I didn't want to. And now I'm going to reverse diet. I refuse to ever lose this physique. And that was a, that was probably the, um, most disordered. I, the most disordered way of life I ever went through was after doing that bikini show from it was in June of 2017. And I started CWC in December of 2017. So from June to December, I may have looked like I had everything together and physically and, but mentally, like I would not, I was stepping on the scale seven times a day. I would not miss a meal with protein. It was not an option. Um, I, wouldn't miss a meal period. I kept doing my cardio like I did when I was prepping for the show, which is fucking crazy. Just chained to a way of life that I didn't want to live. And when you do that only to achieve an outcome physically, you're just ignoring anything else that's really going on. You're ignoring if you're struggling mentally, you're ignoring, you're just, you're just so laser focused on an outer goal that everything else kind of just gets shoved down. Like, well, we'll just deal with that later. Um, because right now we're going to the gym and I have a very different outlook now on my whole journey. I don't, I don't regret anything I did. Everything taught me something. I I learned a lesson even from doing the steroids. I learned a lesson from doing that. I will never do that again. So lesson learned. Um, I wouldn't go back and change anything. I feel very like oddly at peace with where everything is right now currently. My life, my marriage, my my home life, my work, where my work is going. There's been huge shifts in within CWC and you guys will start to see that this year. And you probably have already started to see it. I've, I'm now offering personal training, which is something I never thought I would do. Like I started this and I was like, I only want to do virtual. I don't want to do in-person training. And, And it wasn't even like, there wasn't even a reason. I was just like, I just don't want, I don't want to do it. I don't think I will enjoy in-person training. Turns out I really do. And what's really weird is, you know, I've talked about my struggles this past year since moving my office home and moving my gym home. And I wasn't leaving the house very much. And I already have the tendency to be like a homebody anyway. And I'm very introverted when like when I'm home and I'm not out doing stuff like I, I don't, I just, it's like my time. It's like my space. And I, it got to a point where it wasn't a good thing that I was just holding up in my house all the time. And when I began offering in-person training, which was not long ago, and now I have clients who signed up and I'm training twice a week in town. Like I have found that it's forcing me to get out of my own little bubble that I've created for myself, my little safety bubble. That's not doing me really a lot of good. And by forcing me into town to train, I'm going to work out while I'm there. 
So it's kind of like what was happening here is I, yeah, I have my gym here. I have enough for like a home gym and I wasn't working out. Like I'm that type of person that like, if I have something at my house, like, and I still, I do still use my gym, but I was just like, again, going back to like what you do consistently becomes your reality. That's, I just, it was a slow burn. Like it was like, not, it didn't all just like happen like that. It, it was like, oh, I don't think I'll work out today. I would rather relax. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna work out today. I'd rather just do this. Like, and then slowly but surely, it just kind of got away from me. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I know that everybody, like when they work out, they always say they feel better. Like that's a universal thing. When you work out, it releases endorphins, you feel better. I get that. But for me personally, I don't know if it's a connotation of during the time when I had my uh, postpartum and did that complete 180 of just giving up alcohol and giving up every food that I liked and just started doing something different. And again, I I say living in the gym, but two hours a day, seven days a week, that's, that's living in the gym, in my opinion. And yes, it was disordered. But I just remember like for the first time in my life, feeling good. And when I say feeling good, I mean like I've always had like, I don't want to say IBS, but I've always had just kind of like stomach issues, like digestion issues. I um, used to sleep with a jug of Maalox on my side table. Like I would chug Maalox every single night. And I remember my sister lived with us for a while and she was like, that's not normal. You like, why are you chugging that every single night? but I was eating like shit. (laughs) Like everything about my diet was so backwards. It always has been. So when I kind of forced myself into the transformation and hired a coach and was paying for it and was like, I'm fucking doing this no matter what, even if I don't want to, I just did it. Like I just, I just shut my mouth and I just fucking did it. And it, it sucked. I'm not going to lie, but I did feel significantly better. Like just, I, I, my stomach issues just disappeared. I I didn't have them. I wasn't in, I wasn't putting in my body all the shit that I was before. So I noticed almost for the first time, I was like, I don't even like, I I never even bought like Maalox or Tums. I never even used them. I didn't need to. And that piece was nice. Obviously I like had not yet achieved any balance with it, but I just remember feeling really good. And the gym, like, I just, it was almost like going to the gym was taking a pill for me. It was like taking my medicine. It, it was um, uh, like a space for me to release anxiety and release anger and frustration or really any emotion. And I became addicted to that. So I don't want to like, like, I want to just like note that I completely swapped one addiction for another. And if you have followed me since then, like, you know what I'm talking about. You saw, you saw me living in the gym and that was all I did. I I just lived it. But I knew eventually I would need to find a balance. I just didn't know if that would ever happen. I didn't know how to do it. And so, you know, starting my business kind of forced me unknowingly, like forced me down that path. I, I remember being like, okay, like the first time I had to like do a video on if, cause one of my clients had like cheated on her thing on her diet over the weekend. She was like beating herself up and I was like, you can't do that. Don't beat yourself up. And I was like, this is the way I want to coach, but I can't like, I'm really going to have to like hold myself accountable in this and not beat myself up for stuff if I'm preaching this to them. So that's all how it started. And I have so many women who have been like there from the start. Like I still have clients who have been with me from day one, six years ago, and they're still my clients. And they will say that like the program has evolved so fucking much and it's evolved based on my growth along the way. It's like, I don't want to use certain words anymore. I don't like the word cheat meal. I don't like the word 
you guys know I don't ever use the word bad or good when I'm talking about food. Like you have to strip away all those labels and the labels are what keep you like boxed up and you can't do anything. You can't make progress. You can't go forward. You can't motivate yourself because you're stuck right here. It's like, well, I can't have soda because my coach told me I can't. Like that's a really limiting statement because first of all, you can, like you, you can, you're choosing not to. And I just, I will, I'm going to say this, I'm going to write this down. I need to be taking notes because I don't want to get too far off track. So what was I talking about? I got way too far off track and I like, I'm, I can feel myself veering over here and I want to pull myself back to here. Um, that's where I was. I was talking about just, I, I'm looking at everything differently now. I'm at my peak right now. Like, and and I'm not just saying that, like, I feel like wholeheartedly I'm at my peak currently and hopefully I'll keep peaking. Hopefully I will continue to get better. And, you know, I look at people who exercise and who are like super fit and, you know, what message are they promoting on social media to other people? I look at these things so much more closely and intricately now. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. I judge a lot of people on the internet. And I have a 14 year old son who now comes to me and he's like, mom, look at this David, whatever his name is, Groggins or whatever. He's like, oh my God, he is so motivational. Look what he did. He ran a marathon until his feet were bleeding. And then he like kept running and he is so like, wow. And at first I found myself getting like real fucking triggered when he was bringing that shit to me. Cause I'm like, stop. Like that, like, no, no, that doesn't motivate me. Like uh, that, you know, I was being really kind of hateful about it. Um, but like, I, uh, sorry, I just had a message pop up from my kid's school and I was like trying to make sure it wasn't something like pertinent. But, um, I should have turned my do not disturb on. And, uh, I, he brought it up like again, recently we were at the donut shop and he was like, mom, look at this video of David. And I said, I was like, okay, I need to approach this differently. Like, I don't want to come off so hateful and like, um, bitter. I felt like it was coming off bitter the first time. And I said, look, here's the deal. What he is doing is awesome. I don't think like nothing he's doing is bad. Like he's promoting, you know, health and fitness and staying in shape, which is great. And he looks like a superior athlete. That's great. And on to be honest and to be uh, fair to him, like I didn't really research. I, I just don't care to. I didn't really stop and research like his whole background. And one of my clients, because I was talking to her about this whole thing this week and her check-in, she said, oh, he he did go through like, a, like I don't remember what it was, cancer. Or, like he went through like a whole big ordeal. And then now he's doing this whole like, you know, he's gotten himself in shape and he's motivating people. So it's like, okay, fair enough. But I said, you know, the reason I have, I I coach differently or I think differently about it is because of what I have been through with my own health. You know, I had breast implant illness and it made me really sick for a while. And then I just, you know, had struggles here and there since then. And it's, it's really difficult for me to relate now to that type of work ethic when it comes to working out, like, like no days off. Like I just, I don't subscribe to that. I don't like it. Um, it's definitely not the way that I coach personally, but if someone else coaches that way, then great. Like some people respond well to that, like drill sergeant mentality and others fucking don't. And I think it's just important to recognize, you know, unless you're lying and perpetuating like a flat out, like wrong message to people, like do what you need to do. Um, he's going to attract certain types of people and that's great. And I, whatever, But it was like, I only, like, I can't deny that what I have gone through over the past five years have completely changed me, the way I think, the way I look at stuff. I, I was that person. 
that's who I was. And that was the message I was selling or spreading five years ago. And I was doing it wholeheartedly. I was proud of myself. I had never done anything like that. I also, yes, I had injuries here and there that kind of knocked me down for a little bit, but nothing like nothing like what I experienced with the BII, which I feel kind of changed the chemical makeup of my entire immune system, which it did. Um, but so going through like, you know, everybody gets injuries when you work out for a long period of time. So I'm no different. And it te- I feel like I learned something every single time from every injury. I learned every single time some lesson, whether, you know, the first time I'll never forget. I was like, why am I here? I don't want to be here. Oh my God. I hate, I hate working out or not. I hate working out, but I was just like, you just, you hit lulls, you hit speed bumps. And when you do something long enough, it's like marriage. Like you do something long enough. You're going to hit fucking roadblocks where you don't want to do it. You get tired. Shit's the same. I've been working out doing the same fucking workouts. I'm tired. I want to just go eat Taco Bell. You know, it it like creeps in and sneaks up on you. And I remember the first two times I was injured in the gym, I was in that mentality of just like, uh, like I was just kind of going through the motions with my workout. I wasn't motivated, whether I was tired from whatever. And I got seriously injured. And then I physically was unable to work out. And that was when I was like, I'd give anything to work out because now you can't. And it's much different when you physically can't to when just like making yourself go. When it is like you're injured and you actually can't do a workout, that's all that all of a sudden that's all you want to do. Because you can't do it. Why why do you guys think that I coach the way I coach regarding food? Let yourself have everything. Don't label anything off limits. Because if you label it off limits and you can't have it, that's all you want. You want to focus on it. You want to why can't I have it? I just want to eat that. You start obsessing about that item because you can't have it. We all want what we can't have. So getting injured taught me those lessons multiple times. But I healed every time and I got right back in the gym. The breast implant illness was a whole nother fucking beast. That went on for years, years and years and years and years. And when you spend years in a headspace mentally, again, that becomes your reality. So when you do something over and over, that becomes your life. When you go to the gym every day for years and years, that just becomes what you do. When you start eating a certain way, that's what you do. Like we don't realize we are so like susceptible to like habit creation. Like, and I, I don't, I don't ever want to be that person. That's like, we create our own habits. We create our reality, but we do. And that's a really hard pill to swallow if you're struggling. If if you're someone who is dealing with, I'm going to bring it up again, like an autoimmune disorder where you your body is physically kind of just not cooperating, no matter how much mentally that you want to, because you feel just like a caged animal. Like why? And, and the roller coaster of mental anguish that happens. Because like I said, if you're suffering for years, that's a lot of like, you may feel fine one day about it. And you're like, this is just fine. This is my existence. And the next day you may just be like ready to jump off a cliff because you're like, I'm fucking done. And so, you know, something happens and it, it just, it tips you over the edge. And that is what I found for me personally was I could be fine one day. And I think I'm like, I know to create habits. So I'm like, I would just like to get a little bit of a habit built up with the gym again. Cause I know once I get in, it, I'll be fine. I feel good. I feel motivated. Like I'll want to start doing it. But it was like almost every time I would try something, something would happen. And, and, and I know I had, you know, quite the year last year with just like all the nose stuff and multiple surgeries and then recovering from surgery and my nose still not being normal or whatever. And then it was like, I felt like I had like such a wonderful, um, what's the word? Like, I just felt like I finally got to a place with my ENT. I had all the CT scans done to confirm nothing was really wrong. And he was like, nothing's wrong. If I need to go back in and do a little snip snip, we'll do it here in three months. Like you're fine. 
anatomically, everything looks great the way it should look. So it was kind of like, okay, we're closing that chapter and now I'm ready. And I, that's when we got COVID or Josh got COVID and gave it to me. And I, I'm telling, I could have like ripped his nutsack off. I was like, how fucking dare you get COVID and bring it home and give it to me? Like, why? Like, are you ever going to give me a break? Not like, I mean, I was like off the rails because it was like, now you've just given me something else to get over now. <laughs> you fucking a-hole. It was like it wasn't his fault, but it really was his fault. He got COVID and brought it home and gave it to me and my sister. Anyway, um, so I, I'm saying all of these things because I feel like there have been some similarities in where I currently have been mentally, physically, whatever, from back when I started my transformation here recently. And it, it was more just tired of my own fucking shit. Just tired. Just fucking tired. <laughs> and I've said that before in my um, videos that I've done, you know, promo videos. I've talked about it in lives indefinitely. You can't make someone change. You can't force someone to stop drinking. You can't force them to stop being an addict. You can't force someone into a workout program. You can't make someone do something until they are ready to do it. So everything recently that I've been trying to kind of force myself into just wasn't happening. It wasn't working. It was like something had to be eating at me so much for me to even think about really wanting to change. I have not had a desire to track protein, even eat protein, track macros, give two shits about working out. I've been very just that for almost two years, which is a long time. And so I've been out of that habit for a long time. And I, I attribute it to like, you know, going so fucking hard for so long and so strict for so long that it forced me like in the other direction. And yes, I did learn like, I did get to a place of balance. I would say like, you know, 2018, 20, I would say 2019 really was when I really, I felt like I was at like a good I had finally achieved like a balance after years of being restrictive. I had finally, I really wasn't balanced, but I kind of felt like I had it. It was like, you know, I'd follow, I'd eat the same things every day. I really wasn't super like strict with my tracking, but I would eat the same foods pretty much Monday through Friday, breakfast, lunch, always the same. And then I would eat something for dinner. We would prep dinners and eat together. And then on the weekend, I would do what I want, do what I wanted. And it, it worked. And I was able to like maintain the body that I had worked so hard to get, but I was also like, I feel like fully living my life. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, I sure as shit really wasn't like eating what I wanted when I wanted though, I guess I'll say that. I was still like eating, but I was being, um, I don't know, like I was still eating the foods like that I knew were good for me eating a certain way, I guess, which there's nothing wrong with that. And I think I got to a point almost like a, like a combative teenager. And when I, you know, it was really when the BII got bad in 2020 and then I explanted, like, it was like, we're taking a break from all this. I, I, I physically and mentally don't have the capacity to even give two shits. And, and that was a, again, that was a slow kind of transition into just like, fuck it. And I have said for years, I'm like, I don't know if I'll track macros again. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't need to aspire for that to be my goal. I know what I'm doing. I know enough that I, I really don't need to track macros ever again. And I could still tell you probably what I'm eating day to day, calorie wise. I, I just, I've, I've done it for too long. And um, so here recently, I just was like, I'm fucking done. I, I'm done feeling like shit. 
I want something to change. And if I want something to change, it's up to me, which sometimes that fucking sucks. Cause then, and it, I'll say this, like the, the hardest part was like, not was that I know what to do. It's like, I know what to do to feel better. Why am I not doing it? Why am I preaching this? And I'm not doing it myself. And I feel like there's a fine line. Again, I'm speaking about myself, but this can pertain to everybody. Should you choose to see it that way? There's a fine line in giving yourself grace and like not pushing yourself when you deep down know something needs to change or you really do want to change. You're just being stubborn and being like, well, I'm giving myself grace. I feel like I can kind of get pulled in that direction and then I can kind of sit there and be like, well, I'm not going to shame myself. I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to do it. But at the same time, like deep down, I know that I feel better when I'm working out consistently. It not only is it amazing for my mental health, it's good. It's good for me. uh, Just feeling better about myself, my body. I feel less inflamed. So last week or two weeks ago, I prepped food, which I haven't done that in, again, two years. I prepped made like a roast. It was like the best. I'm actually just made another one today. And it just, it's just roast. It's not like the carrots and the potatoes and the whole fucking thing. I found this recipe on TikTok and this girl was like, this is the best meal prep. A lot of people don't think you can just make fucking roast. You have to like throw a bunch of shit. She just made this roast and it looked so good and so easy. And it is, it is so fucking easy. So I made it and Josh tried it before I had it and he just had it with rice and he was like, that's really fucking good. So Saturday, I remember last Saturday, we had like, we were like, what are we gonna eat for dinner? We don't want to order food. And there was like just enough of that roast left over. And I had um, Arby's like curly frozen French fries. And so I just like threw those in the air fryer, heated up the roast, put it on top, a little bit of barbecue sauce. And then I had made homemade ranch from like the day before. And I was like, this is either gonna be like really good or it's just not gonna work. And it was so fucking good. Like it was amazing. And so amazing that I was like, I want to make that again. But it was nice having that like ready. Cause then I was like, I'm not stressed out about what are we going to make for dinner? And it does it have to be frozen. And I don't want to pay a hundred dollars to have food door dashed. Like, and it was like, I'm really glad that I meal prepped. (laughs) It's like, I, and that it was in that moment that I was like, it makes my life so much easier, even if I just prep one thing, like just one thing. So instead of looking at it like, oh, I don't want to meal prep. I don't want to spend the time doing this. I'm so, I, why do I have to meal prep? Like, I was like, okay, what is this going to do? What is this going to benefit me this week? How will this help my week go smoother? If I meal prep multiple things and we have stuff in the fridge, I don't have to worry about my kids and what they're going to eat for dinner. I don't, I don't have to worry about Kyler coming downstairs and eating fucking Takis for his dinner and then me getting onto him for eating Takis when there's really not much. I mean, there's food in there to eat, but he's a teenager. He's going to come down and eat Takis if there isn't dinner prepared. So it was like a combination of knowing that for myself, if I just fucking did it and prepped the food, I would have stuff on hand that would make it easier for me would make it easier for my kids to come down the stairs and have food at night. And I wouldn't have to cook every single night. That's the problem. I felt like I was having to cook every single night. And when you meal prep, you don't have to do that because you have food sitting there that's, and you can serve it a million different ways. And again, this isn't new. I've been teaching this for years. (laughs) Like the fact that I just like abandoned it and like just stuck on that ship of like, no, I'm not doing, I'm not changing. Like You really have to change things if you want something to change. And that was nice. That was the first step. So I meal prepped again last night, even though I did not fucking want to. I did not fucking want to. I had a photo shoot yesterday, hence why my hair is still done and my makeup is still done. Um, I literally slept in this so that I could film today and still have it. (laughs) Uh, But I I did a really fun photo shoot for a Tulsa magazine yesterday. I'm so excited. Um, It's called She is Tulsa I'm so, it, it's going to be awesome. I feel very uh, grateful that she um, called me up and we talked and anyway, 
I was tired. Like I spent the day like getting ready for the photo shoot, going, shooting. And then I got home and I was like, man, I don't want to fucking cook, but I have to, cause I got meat from Costco. So I have to cook. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to put it in the freezer. So I just fucking cooked. I cooked all this ground beef and made taco meat. I cooked, put the roast on at four o'clock, knowing that like it would probably not be ready at nine o'clock when I checked on it when I was going to bed and it wasn't. So I just fucking left it on low all night till I got up at 6 a.m. and it was fucking perfect and it smelled so good. Now we have food all week, all fucking week. I will not have to prep food probably till next week. Um, but another thing I did different last week was I worked out after I trained my client on Thursday and it felt really good. Um, it felt really good. And I wasn't expecting to have a good workout because I just had COVID. So I was like, all right, like mental, I mean, I, I track my heart rate when I train. And so I see that my heart rate has been like really, like it will jump fucking crazy high when I'm just on the elliptical, like warming up. So I was trying to be careful, but I also am like, I want to push myself and get a workout. And I just, I felt good. Like I felt like strong. Like I didn't feel tired and weak. Yes, I was out of breath, but that was like the only thing that I noticed other than my heart rate. I was like, I feel good. So I pushed it just a little bit. I still was smart and didn't overdo it. And then Friday, I was in town all day. Like I had appointments, but they were like spaced out. And so I was going to be like in Tulsa all fucking day. I was like, well, I guess after my first appointment, I can go to the gym or I can go shopping at my vintage place. And let me tell you, like I wanted to go shopping at my vintage shop. When I'm in town, my light just turned off. Why does it do that? Like, it must have an auto turn off. That's stupid. <laughs> when I'm in town in Tulsa, oh, the battery must be dead. I like going to my vintage store. And I'm not in Tulsa. Well, I am now, but like, so I didn't, I didn't necessarily like want to go work out that day. I really didn't. But I was like, if I shower and put on workout clothes, I will go. Like, I know I will go. And if I pack my lunch and my protein shake, I will go. So not only did I like meal prep, but I went and got like, it, it literally gave me flashbacks at the grocery store. I got yogurt, like the fat-free foyer that I used to get. I'm out, you guys, I lived on that. That was my meal too for like five years, maybe longer. Like I, that was what I ate every second meal of the day. It was my fat-free foyer yogurt stevia, kind granola. That was my meal, but it was easy. I could grab it out of the fridge, grab my bag of granola and just take it with me. And I had a meal that filled me up. Like it was a decent meal. And so I had it everywhere. I mean, I took it everywhere I went. And so I got a bunch of those. And it, I mean, I was like at the grocery store. I was like, this feels really weird. Not buying like, like buying my yogurt and granola and not buying like just straight crap. Now I did buy some crap, let's be real, but I forced myself to really think like, what can you get that's going to be easy for you that you know you'll eat, that you have in the fridge, that you're going to stop skipping meals because you have to start fucking eating, like talking to myself. So I got those, I got the granola. I've been eating it every day. I'm literally getting ready to have it after I film and eating more. Again, my dumbass has known this for years. But my Vivance does, it It doesn't make it hard to eat. If I don't eat, it makes it hard to eat. Does that make sense? Like if I make myself eat like one to two meals in the morning, I will get fucking starving. And now that I'm working out, like it, my metabolism, like I'm hungry. I don't know if it's the Cimarellin coupled with the training and just like eating a little bit better and forcing more food in, which I know that's what it is. Shocker. Like I fucking knew all this, but it was hard to get into it. I just had to fucking start. And I was so tired of my crap that I was like, something's changing. And I got, what else? I got Nugo bars B because I can't tell you how many times I'm in town and I don't have something and I'm fucking starving. And I hate stopping at Quick Trip because they don't have shit that I like that's like halfway decent. Like there's nothing in there that I can grab if I'm trying to be good. So I ordered some more Nugo bars. Those are like my fucking go-to. Again, that was my meal for, for like five years. Nugo bar. And you could do a protein shake with it to get some more protein. But, um, they're so fucking good. Like I will not eat. I'll eat another bar if I have to, but they're so fucking good. 
Like they taste, they use real chocolate, like the ingredients. I don't get a stomach ache when I eat them. Um, so, uh, anyway, I got really kind of set up with my food and going to the gym on Friday last week, it was something I, I don't know what it was. It was just a different experience. I cannot, this mucus is like, it's drying me insane. It like sits right here. And my ENT said it would be like this after sinus surgery for like six months. Like you just have like thicker mucus than everybody else. And it takes a really long time for it to like thin out, but like eventually it does anyway. So like if I'm talking like this, or if I'm having a conversation with someone for a while, it like starts to like, I can feel it and I have to like almost move it, manually move it. It's so gross. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, there just something happened on Friday. I can't even explain it. Like I had the best workout in a long time. Like I just felt good. I felt strong. I felt motivated. I didn't, I wasn't like, man, I don't want to fucking be here. And at the end of my workout, I just like, I was like, God, this feels so good. Like almost the identical feeling I had back in the day. And it made me feel confident and it made me feel proud of myself. And I haven't felt that. And I can't tell you how long it's been a long time. And, you know, I left that day, like just, I was not going to go to the gym. (laughs) I was, was not going to go work out. I didn't want to, but I made myself shower. I made myself put my workout clothes on and pack my water, and pack my protein shake, and I packed my yogurt and granola. That was it. I know that sounds like a lot of steps, but it really wasn't. Like, I still would have showered, but I would have just put on, like, sweatpants and a t-shirt, and just been, like, whatever, and not packed any food, and then, like, not eaten all day, and then gotten home, and, like, poured a glass of wine, and just eaten whatever for dinner. And what I've noticed, and again, I know all this, but like what I noticed after just make making myself go was when I got home, I like just did not want a cocktail. I didn't want a glass of wine. Like I genuinely did not want it. And that was weird. And I, even with the food at dinner, I was like, I wanted like a meal. I didn't want to just throw something together out of the pantry, which The next day I woke up feeling better. I felt more energized. I woke up and was like, oh, I want to go back to the gym. And I actually was shocked at how fast that took place. And that's, I guess my message is it doesn't take much. You guys, it does not take much and it doesn't take long for you to start feeling significantly better when you start making just even a couple of small changes. It doesn't have to, it does not have to be drastic. I say that all the time. It can be small. You will be so blown away at how different you feel in like a week, like a week. Like most people think I don't want to start this because I'm not going to feel or look the way I want to look or feel for like three months or six months. Wrong. For me to have been like off my game and off my shit and off really just kind of off doing any of the stuff that I know makes me feel good. Years, literal years. And for it to just take a week, it's, it's, it's insane. And I was just talking to a client yesterday about this because she said, I've been so good and like really making myself do X, Y, Z for two weeks. And she was like, I feel so different already. And it's only been two weeks. And I was like, I've only did two workouts last week and I already feel like a different person. It's really crazy. And so that, you know, I I all the time just want you guys to know it doesn't have to be fucking painstakingly hard. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be everything all at once. You don't have to be doing like the best top workouts that so-and-so is doing. It's not about what you eat every day. Like it's, it's all the, it's little things like 
It's little things. And when you start making little changes, those will have a domino effect into everything else. Like, had I not gone to the gym on Friday and just, I probably wouldn't have eaten the food I took with me. I can't tell you how many times I would just like bring a protein shake back home because I didn't drink it if I was out. But I went to the gym and I was hungry and needed to eat after. So I had my protein shake that I packed. But had I not done that, I don't know. Like I probably would have come home and poured a glass of wine and sat on the couch and been like, oh, I don't know what I want to eat. Like it, like it would have changed the trajectory of my evening. And then the next morning, do you see where I'm going? Like, and so I'm not like, I'm always going to be someone who is a proponent of doing what you can with what your schedule allows. Don't overload yourself. Know that shit changes week to week. So it really, like just going with the flow is so fucking hard for people like me, but it's like exactly what I need to do. Like if something, like you can't force shit. If you're sick, you have to just be like, okay, I'm sick. What good is it going to do to lie in bed sick as fuck and be upset or mad that you're not getting to work out at the gym? It really isn't. It doesn't change anything, A. So it doesn't do anything to help you. It doesn't like, you know, like, I feel like even just energetically, it's not good to be like thinking, why am I not here? Why am I not here? Why am I not here? But you're here. This is where you need to be right now. There's nothing you can do about it. You just got to ride the wave. Next week will be different. And I, I, I don't know. I just... I feel really good about this year specifically. I don't know why. It's just a feeling I have. Um, last year was so rough. And a lot of it was out of my control, but a lot of it was also in my control. And I just didn't do anything about it. Um, I used to always say, and it, I mean, it still rings true, but like, you don't have control over really any, I mean, none of us really do have control over anything. Like you don't have control over making sure you work out every day. You just don't, you can say I am, but like, what if, you know, your kid gets sick at school and you have to go pick them up? Like you're going to have to skip the gym. Like, so you can't say all the time I can control that because you can't, there's exterior factors. But when it comes to like what you eat, you really do. That's like the one thing that you can always control. And I used to say this hardcore. You can't control anything, but you can control what you eat every day. Every single time you sit down, you're making a choice. Every single meal, whether you eat once a day or 10 times a day, every time you sit down, you're thinking about what you're going to eat before you eat it. You either prepped it and you know that's what you're having or you're like, ooh, McDonald's sounds good. I'm going to stop and get a fries. Like you're choosing what you're going to eat. And that is what got me through when I was doing my transformation, when shit would come up and like I wasn't able to get to the gym. Or I remember one time we were snowed in and like we had to build a fire because our electricity was out and couldn't like we had no electricity. So I couldn't like just heat my chicken and rice up in the microwave. Nothing was working. And I remember putting my chicken and rice. We ordered Domino's because like we had to eat food and like our fridge was not working. And, and anyway, I grabbed a chicken and rice prepped meal from the fridge and put it in foil and heated it up over the fire and ate it. That's what I did. It's not good. It's not bad. It was a choice I made at the time, but it's interesting when I was in that phase of my life, I, nothing was going to stop me. Like I was going to eat those meals, rain or shine. It didn't matter what happened. It didn't matter if our whole electricity went out and we had nothing to heat food up. I was still eating that chicken. I ate it cold. I can't tell you how many times. I took it with me and ate it fucking cold so many times. Cold chicken and rice. 
but I was in a very different place. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, I I wouldn't do that just because I would just get like, I would stop and get something like a granola bar or I mean, whatever. If I'm craving something, I'm going to have it. And that's something I've noticed recently. I, I don't, if I'm craving something now, I do not, not have it. Like there, the other day I had had my yogurt and granola. It was like a Saturday and I was cleaning house and I was walking around doing stuff and I had eaten like an hour prior. Well, Kyler came downstairs and heated up. He's seen me make my nacho Belgrande, like my copycat ones. And so that's like his favorite thing now. So he was like, I'm going to make some nachos. Well, as he was making them, they smelled so fucking good. I was like, that sounds really good. And I was hungry and I was like, God, I just want some nachos. I sat down and made some nachos and ate them. Like I didn't, I wanted them. So I ate them. I don't ever not allow myself to have food now. If I, especially if I'm craving something, like I don't deny that. And I, I don't know. That's something I guess like I would have never done before. And ultimately, if you would have asked me five years ago, four years ago, one year ago, Today, if someone were to sit here and say, what is your ultimate goal? End all be all, not just for yourself, for your clients, everybody. Me personally, I would sit here. The answer would never change. I want to work out how I want to work out. I want to do the things I enjoy in the gym. I do enjoy weightlifting. I do not enjoy cardio, so I don't do cardio. I just don't do it. I don't, I don't want to, I don't need to, I don't, I don't do it. I like lifting primarily. I like walking sometimes, but I want to be able to do that and eat whatever the fuck I want. But I also now am like, okay, there are a couple things I would like to change. I'm, you know, I'm, I've incorporated this peptide. It's supposed to help build muscle. It's supposed to help with all this stuff. So if I'm going to start working out regularly, which is going to make me feel better and feel better mentally, like I want to start meal prepping, it's going to make my fucking life easier meal prepping mainly. That's the number one thing, but it's going to get me back into habits that I know make me feel better. And that spills out everywhere else. It spills out into my family. It spills out in my work, spills out into anyone who follows me. That's what I want for myself. And I guess, you know, the message is like, I don't feel like I've been this motivated in a very long time. I... No one did this for me. I had to do it for myself. I, I, I had to pull myself out of it again for like the 500 millionth time, what it felt like. But when I was at the gym on Friday, I was like, it doesn't matter like how long I've been out or how off and on I feel like I've been for however long. Like the point is, I feel like I've pushed myself like back into where I need to be and I feel good about it. And I feel that makes me feel confident again because I don't, I guess I can't really speak on anybody else. I don't know what anybody else's journey has been like, but when I see people who don't appear to have like had any struggles and again, I don't know, I am someone who feels like don't always just show you're when you're like at your peak or when you feel like you're at your peak or when you're working out and you look great, like don't always just show that. Granted, I feel like I've gotten a little too much into showing just like all everything, which that I just don't, things have changed and I don't, you got to show both. You got to show like the good and the bad to show people that like, this is real life just like you, these are days I have as well, but these are the things that you can do to get out of it and to get back, you know, on track or on a path where, you know, you're going to feel better. Um, I don't know. So just, I don't know. (laughs) How do you like that? How do you like that for the end of this message? I just, it, is hard. (laughs) It's hard to convey because I feel like this is like where I've been wanting to be for a very long time. 
and I didn't know if I would ever really like return, not like return, like in a different place, in a different way. Um, but just being able to actually, I don't want to say help having a really hard time reiterating what I'm trying to say. I know what I want to say, but I don't know how to say it. Just doing, doing the things that you don't want to do. Not all the time, but truthfully, just buckling down and making small changes, stuff that you can do, stuff that works for your schedule, stuff that's not going to overwhelm you. And that will create motion, that will create momentum, motivation, and it will start just being like a domino effect because every single thing that you do matters. Everything you do or don't do. Now I feel like I'm just rambling. Anyway, I swear to God, I feel like I was like at some point where I was trying to say something and I just like got completely lost, but I I have been filming for over an hour and I probably need to wrap it up. Um, I'm not going to try to go back into my thought. I know that like I will now I'm going to be like angry and I'm going to go back and like rewind it as soon as I get done and like figure out what I was talking about and then be like, God damn it. I was trying to finish that thought and I just got so fucking lost. Um, but it's my first day back filming. It's fine. Uh, I still do have spots open for personal training. I am training Tuesday and Thursday every single week. Um, obviously today I was supposed to be training right now and we're not because the roads are really bad. So we rescheduled it to tomorrow. Um, but I do have specials. I'm getting ready to get all of that stuff done today. I'm going to get all of the specials ready. There's really just one, but there's a bunch of other shit I have to do like website stuff, but I'm going to get everything organized and so that we can launch the special for you guys and may just run it into February now since it's like almost mid January, but COVID really kind of threw me a curveball, and, uh, better late than never, I say. So I'll have that ready. Um, and on the website, what else? I can't fucking remember. Now my brain's fried. Okay. That's it. If you guys have questions, let me know. Uh, I'm going to, again, like, I want to get back into regular filming and I think I'll be able to now. So yeah. That's it. I'll see you guys at the next episode. Thank you for checking out the CWC podcast. If you want to learn more about our community, make sure to check out the show notes.